Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 119 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading the ninth chapter of Isaiah today and our focus is on turning the right direction to avoid disaster and also the folly and danger of horoscopes, psychics, mediums, and spiritists. Welcome aboard to new listeners in parts unknown, France, Russia, China, and Spain. Doesn't always give me a city there. Para Brazil, New South Wales, Australia, West Bengal, India. We are still praying for you guys over in India. Nova Scotia, Canada, Monterey, California, Macon, Georgia, and Albany, New York. Thank you all for listening. As always, I invite you to check out our website, Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know the spiel. We read one chapter of the Bible every day, five days a week in the New Testament, twice a week in the Old Testament. Going through the Old Testament, as we are doing today, we have to skip chapters because there are more Old Testament chapters than there are days in the year. Yesterday, we were in Isaiah 7 and today in Isaiah 9, but we did skip over something really important and pertinent in Isaiah 8, verses 19 through 22 says, When they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the spiritists who chirp and mutter, shouldn't a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? Go to God's instruction and testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, there will be no dawn for them. They will wander through the land, dejected and hungry. When they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upward will curse their king and their God. They will look toward the earth and see only distress, darkness, and the gloom of affliction, and they will be driven into thick darkness." So over the last few months, maybe a year or so, I've sort of noticed a resurgence of people paying attention to horoscopes, mediums, and spiritualism adjacent practices, especially on social media and especially among younger people. So the passage today from Isaiah 8 is as relevant in our time as it was in Isaiah's time hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. The thing is, the Bible strictly forbids followers of God from attempting to consult the dead, which is what a medium does. The Bible strictly forbids visiting spiritists, psychics, things of that nature, and I think this is partially because many of such of those practitioners are simply well-practiced frauds, but honestly, it would seem that some of these people, like the Witch of Endor in 1 Samuel 28, have some actual ability in the spiritual realm, and I believe the Bible teaches that those people are actually more dangerous than the frauds. The frauds will simply take your money and rip you off and give you some sort of huckster advice, the real ones, if there are any left, may connect you with something much, much worse than a fraud. Through Isaiah, God calls his people in this passage to seek instruction and wisdom from God's words and testimony, the Bible. If we do not do this, then we will stumble around in darkness, dejected and hungry, which is going to lead to bitterness, anger, depression, and even thicker darkness. The path of horoscopes and psychics and mediums, according to the Bible, leads to some very dark and despairing places. So therefore, we must turn away from such practices and go to God's instructions and testimonies, which is the first turn we will discuss today. Turning away from things that aren't of the Word of God and turning to the Word of God. Now, the second turn we will discuss is in our Isaiah chapter 9 passage, 
Let's go ahead and read the whole thing. Pay particular attention to verse 13. Isaiah 9 verse 1, Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will bring honor to the way of the sea, to the east of the Jordan, and to Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. For... A child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it, with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. The Lord sent a message against Jacob. It came against Israel. All the people, Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, will know it. They will say with pride and arrogance, The bricks have fallen, but we will rebuild with cut stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. The Lord has raised up Rezin's adversaries against him and stirred up his enemies. Aram from the east and Philistia from the west have consumed Israel with open mouths. In all this, his anger has not turned away, and his hand is still raised to strike. The people did not turn to him who struck them. They did not seek the Lord of armies. That's verse 13. So the Lord cut off Israel's head and tail, palm branch and reed, in a single day. The head is the elder, the honored one. The tail is the prophet, the one teaching lies. The leaders of the people mislead them, and those they mislead are swallowed up. Therefore, the Lord does not rejoice over Israel's young men and has no compassion on its fatherless and widows, for everyone is a godless evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. And all of this, his anger has not turned away, and his hand is still raised to strike. For wickedness burns like a fire that consumes thorns and briars and kindles the forest thickets, so that they go up in a column of smoke. The land is scorched by the wrath of the Lord of armies, and the people are like fuel for the fire. No one has compassion on his brother. They carve meat on the right, but they are still hungry. They have eaten on the left, but they are still not satisfied. Each one eats the flesh of his arm. Manasseh eats Ephraim, and Ephraim Manasseh together both are against Judah. In all this, his anger has not turned away and his hand is still raised to strike. So our verse of the day, verse 13, the people did not turn to him who struck them. They did not seek the Lord of armies. A more somber verse of the day than most days, but this is an important one. Over and over, as we read through the Old Testament, we see God has stretched out his hand of compassion to Israel, and over and over, Israel has rejected him. We see this later on in Isaiah in 65 verse 2, which says, God speaking, I spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in the path that is not good, following their own thoughts. Now, our verse of the day shows that even God's discipline is designed to cause his people to turn back to him, but in Israel's case, they utterly refuse to do so. 
Thus it is that God pronounces a sweeping judgment through the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 8, it is announced that the mighty Assyrians will invade and basically sweep away almost all of the tribes of Israel. Only the remnant of Judah will remain, and even they will be almost wiped out several decades later by the Babylonians. At that point, after the the Judeans go into exile, it will be almost like Israel never existed, a time of great sorrows and exile for the Jewish people. But, as God shows through Isaiah in chapter 9, God is going to do something about it. Isaiah 9 is one of the chief and most important prophecies of the coming Messiah, the deliverer of God's people. Let's listen to the prophecy again in a different translation, the New Living Translation, which says... The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms blood-stained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord's of Heaven's armies will make this happen. So this is wonderful news. It's all accomplished by the zeal of God or the passionate commitment of the Lord, as the New Living Translation says. I do note here the Lord's timetable for bringing that wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, is not at all like our own. The promise of God in Isaiah 9 was written Roughly 700 years before the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, the one who is prophesied here. In our minds, that is a long time, especially if you are an American and your country has barely existed for a little over 200 years. God's timetable is not our timetable, but his promises are sure and certain. I reminded of the promise and wisdom of Second Peter 3 and thinking about the long delay between the promise of the coming of the Messiah and the actual coming of the Messiah. Second Peter 3 verses 8 through 9 says, Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So sometimes, friends, it may seem like the Lord is slow in our eyes, and it may seem like the trial we are going through is taking much longer than we'd like to. But the Lord is patient, and He is working. He is working His will and moving. We have seen the prophesied great light, the one that the people living in darkness have seen, Jesus. And we have every reason to hope in His name and His return. So today, let's rejoice in that and learn from the failures of Israel and the mercies of God. So we will end our show with James 4, 6, our Bible memory verse for a couple of more days. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
Amen. Friends, may the Lord encourage you today. May he bless you. Good day to you and Godspeed.